Welcome to See Me After Class. This is a podcast by two New Zealand secondary school teachers based in the Southern Alps of New Zealand. We operate out of classrooms that look out over the most stunning mountain ranges in the bottom of the South Island. And it's my pleasure to introduce Renee Plunkett, who is a fourth year English teacher. And sitting here with me is Chris War, a teacher with 17 years under his belt from both overseas and here in New Zealand. And Renee, apart from being a teacher, is also an avid gardener. And Chris also enjoys triathlon. This podcast is about the day-to-day realities and joys and sometimes horrors of our teaching experience in the classroom. So we invite you to listen in and we invite you to give us feedback on what you hear. This is... See me after class. And welcome along to week nine of See Me After Class. It's definitely getting near the end of the term and both Renee and I are feeling it in our own unique ways. We got halfway through the recording of this podcast and uh, Renee ended up a little too unwell to continue. So some of it's with her, some of it's solo. We're going to talk a little bit about how we're actually going to empirically measure agency in our students and we're also going to give you a bit of an insight into what they think about all this assessment malarkey. So Chris, um, I've been having this conversation with my senior classes at the moment because I'm, I'm not going to be doing any assessment with them um, this term, any official NCEA assessment that is. Um, but I, I had this conversation with my level two kids and they've been through NCEA for one year um, and they're staring down the barrel of their second year. And I, I found it fascinating hearing their ideas about what assessment actually is um, to them. And so they came up with um, some really interesting answers and some that I thought I might record. And we can discuss these a little bit more next week if you'd like. But I did find their opinions um, kind of echo ours, I think, um, which is encouraging for us, but also really sad that they have this view of, of what an assessment has to be. So I thought maybe you might want to have a listen. So to me, assessment comes with like a churn in my stomach just because personally it's like a judgment of where I'm at compared to other people and just like something about it makes me so nervous that it just knowing that it's other people judging what I'm doing, like it is people assessing you. So they are looking and analysing everything that you're working on and to me that's just nerve-wracking. Well, um, assessment is obviously just a reflection of the work you've done in class and it's a way to show that you understand what you've learnt. Um, But then also with that comes a whole lot of pressure to achieve well because, you know, you could be amazing in class, understand everything perfectly and then you get to assessment and not get excellence and suddenly you're not as smart as you thought I were or your classmates thought you were. To me, an assessment is basically just a way to gain credits instead of an actual genuine application of knowledge. Um, I just feel now that everything's more about the credits really. Uh, School isn't so much about coming to school to learn and gain knowledge. It's more about being able to gain credits and, and set yourself up when you leave school. 
Obviously, now that Renee's got some of her students talking, I had to speak to one of mine. It's something we have to do to get credits so we can pass our year. It's kind of stressful. It's not a lot of fun. But, yeah, we have to do them or, you know, we don't get to pass the year. And what do you consider the consequences to be if you don't pass them? It's kind of embarrassing if you're, like, in a class and you do the assessment and you've got like three other assessments on at the same time and then in one class you know you can't quite get it and you don't have the time and you get back and not achieved and everyone else is like oh look at me I got like a merit or you know they're being proud of their marks which is good because they should be proud of them and then you look at yours and you like got or not achieved and you feel like if you just had that little bit more time you'd be able to like pass it or if you didn't have those other assessments on you'd be able to like put the extra work in it to get a good mark in the long term after say getting a bad mark for something what does that do to your attitude towards that area of learning it kind of just makes me like feel bad about like going into the class because I feel like the teacher doesn't know why I didn't quite get that thing or like and I want to be able to explain it to them but it's like they're my teacher so I can't go oh I've been really stressed lately because you know they'll think I'm just making excuses but it just makes me feel like I'm going into the class and the teacher thinks that like I'm lazy and I don't try enough and it makes me like kind of retract and like asking questions and like being more out there in the class it kind of just affects my attitude like in the class more than how much I want to learn because I always want to learn as much as I can. Like I always come to school and I'm so excited to like learn everything, you know? Can you think of any ways that the system could be changed to make it better? Well, I've, I've listened to your other podcasts and I heard about your, the like doing the assessment when you're ready. That sounds so cool because I've always like, I, I've like talked about it with my friends. Like, I mean like, we've talked about before even hearing your thing and like talked about how cool it would be if we did the learning and then throughout the year when we felt ready we like did the standards that we felt like we could do and I feel like that would just be so like rewarding like doing something when you are ready and like getting to like I don't know getting to like do your best on something when you know you're going to do your best would be so much better than like being thrust into doing something when like you've already got like other stuff on and yeah yeah some people might say that the threat of assessment motivates students knowing that there's an assessment coming causes you to focus on the work do you think that could be true I mean personally I'm a procrastinator so I am not really ever like ready for an assessment unless like I've been working on it for a while and so I wouldn't I don't the threat of assessment doesn't really work on me personally but I guess it probably would for some other people but for me personally if I like know this assessment coming I'm not going to drop everything and start working on that subject more I'm going to like keep doing my usual thing which is going to my classes and doing the homework I've been assigned and like you know not just actually focusing more on that subject do you think that assessment is a good way of measuring your outcomes as a learner? In a way, yeah. Like, I know 
last year I didn't try as hard so I probably didn't get as good marks as I want to get this year when I'm going to try harder so I in a way it's a really good way of like seeing how dedicated you can be to school and how like much time you have to put into school and but in a different way it's like kind of hard to measure someone's intelligence off like in certain moments when they like might not be ready to do it or like pushing them to do an assessment when they're not ready or I don't know if that makes any sense but yeah is there uh, are there things about your growth as a human being that you wished you got assessment feedback on it'd be cool if we got like assessed on things like our growth and like interaction in class because I feel like It'd be cool if, like, if the teacher recognised at the start of the year how much you interacted with them in class and, like, spoke out and put your ideas out into the class. And then at the end of the year, they said, oh, you've improved, like, a lot doing, like, interacting more and putting your ideas out there. And, like, you know, that'd be a cool thing to get assessed on, I think. It's such a nice thing, isn't it, to hear the kids talk about assessment in terms that actually are so well aligned to how we talk about assessment. I know it's kind of reassuring in a way that we're not completely crazy um, and that actually our, our ideas do match up with, with how they feel too because they're they pretty important in the grand scheme of what we do. Well, that's what we do it all for. <laughs> I, know, I think the thing is that it's not like what we've been coming up with in terms of assessment has just come out of our heads. It actually mm. comes out of our classroom experience and the constant conversations we have with students about their learning and some of the problems that we also have to mediate for the students with the way they're assessed at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of one thing that that possibly shines through from a lot of these things is this idea that there's just so many assessments and things that they're doing all at the same time and it can become quite overwhelming for them. Mm. Something that shone through to me was the degree to which it matters to them how they look in front of each mm. other's eyes. Like mm. it, To me, it felt like that was actually a super important part of assessment for them, their, it, how it fed into their self-image and their mm. social image, and how often we don't really consider that. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's definitely something we, we constantly or consistently overlook, um, but the, the the image they develop of themselves now is what they carry forward with them forever, really. It's hard to break an image that you, that you create within your own mind. Yeah, and I think formal assessment has quite a big role to play in helping them to form their ideas about themselves. It's, mm. the, it's the feedback they're getting from the esteemed adults in their lives about themselves. Yes. And it's quite hard for them to differentiate between their work and themselves. Mm, absolutely. Um, we might say this doesn't reflect on you, but... <laughs> That's not going to change how they feel about it when they get that assessment. No, but I mean, it would be the same for us as well. You know, when we're given a piece of feedback on something that we've done, that does form an opinion within our own minds. Even as adults, we, we sometimes, or well, I definitely have a trouble moving past it and, and getting over the definition that maybe has has been made of me because of that piece of feedback I think it does I agree and I think that therefore means that it's more important than Heather that we start giving students feedback mm. formally mm. contestably reliably on aspects of their development that aren't just about academic achievement absolutely much as we love academic achievement so we'll be bringing a lot more of the voices of students to this podcast because it's 
our delight and in a lot of ways it's the whole purpose of this exercise and I think it is quite grounding for us to ensure that we're hearing from them as we go. So if you are a student and you are listening to this and you're interested in giving us your point of view, you can speak up. Yeah, you can write to us or you can just come and speak to us and we'll record it and broadcast it without editing it. We um, said last week that we were going to do a couple of things this week and we'd really like to get into them. One links directly to this conversation we're currently having and this is uh, our project for micro-credentials. We've been developing a system for trying to measure the impact of this project and one of the things that we came up with that we considered to be important in doing this was to hopefully increase the student's agency, which is quite a vague and overused term in education. So as a group, the micro-credentials team was about 20 of us, teachers, academics, members of the community, parents, members of the, the wider school community all got together and started to, to distill down what we thought were features of students' actions in the school that we could look at to determine whether they had the kind of agency that we feel a school could promote in them. And they came, we came up with three distilled characteristics we of did. a learner that we think would might might be useful measures of agency what was yeah, the first one so the first is that the student contributes thoughtful ideas um or, or questions offers questions in a lesson or, or wherever um that that are thoughtful and relevant and then the second one was that the student voluntarily tries again in a new way at mm. something that they're doing in their learning and the third um, and final point was that the student voluntarily goes further than just the basics that are outlined within the classroom. So even though that was the conclusion of that big session, which was run a couple of weeks ago, we now have the task of trying to find a way of meaningfully measuring yeah. these things. And so we've, got, we've been into some quite detailed discussions on we this. Have, you yeah. can see that discussion on our website. Um, you can look at the entry that is how will we measure our students agency and if you look at that entry on the blog then you'll also see not only how we've defined those things but also the massive conversation <laughs> in form of comments at the bottom about those measures and their suitability and people like Rosemary Hipkins who you may have heard earlier on in this uh, series of podcasts and Nina Hood from the Education Hub have made some really interesting and useful and, uh, and insightful observations about what we're trying to do but we're forging ahead and um, each of those ways of measuring agency we're going to try and find a way of measuring independently of each other and in ways that we can hopefully detect whether we're having a having an effect on those things so that the most tricky one we came was really the first one that the con the student contributes thoughtful ideas or questions mm -hmm. I guess I wanted to say before we went on with that that We've also already discarded the notion that we want to measure student agency through the means of student surveys. I'm absolutely <laughs> exhausted with the idea that we have to keep surveying students about yeah. their effect in relation to learning. I don't think that they're necessarily very well qualified to judge their own responses to things in the kind of terms that we need to understand it to be able to make mm. use of the information. I think it's so subjective that it's, it's almost worthless. But I also think that it asks them to be critical and to develop evaluative evaluations about things that are actually just none of their business it, it shouldn't it's not that I think that it should be kept from them I just don't think they should be needing to worry about things like teacher performance mm. what they need to be worrying about is their own 
thriving in school where the teachers act professionally to create an environment where they can thrive and are open to critical feedback when the students wish to offer it. So instead of that, we're looking at ways that we can measure it, that we can observe in the actual learning that the kids are engaged in. So we have this idea um, that, we, that we're going to test out that we might take a video of one of the class discussions that happens within any of our classrooms and examine that piece of um, evidence or that piece of data to see um, what kinds of questions or comments or things are raised by students um, within that discussion to see how sort of thoughtful or um, how, how they engage with, with the, the content that's being delivered and, and the conversations that are happening around them. That's right. And so there will be simple metrics in that. There'll be like how many students contribute. And then there'll be metrics that are a little bit more sophisticated where what kind of level of contribution or question, what kind of insight is required in order to be able to ask that question. And to what extent is it demonstrating their engagement with the learning and their ability to direct or inquire about the learning that's happening in the classroom? Yes, absolutely. I think I think also, I mean, the other things that we'll start to, to look for are, you know, if there's an increase in students that email us with a question or speak to us one-on-one. But I think um, you've mentioned this to me before, Chris, that this this is the forum that they will tend to voice themselves in and this is the place that we should start with this. Yeah, it's the primary forum where you find students to engage with their learning. So I think it's the place where we need to do the measuring. I, I think also if we're going to try and promote higher levels of engagements from students in lessons, then um, that's the thing we should be measuring if we want yeah. to see if we're doing any doing any good with it. It's just sort of logic to it. Obviously, putting a video or a recorder in the uh, centre of a classroom isn't necessarily a natural thing to do, no. and there are elements of self-consciousness that may arise, but I think if we become fluent with it and it's a familiar thing, that that'll start to become invisible to the students, and obviously we'll be careful with how we use the data we gather. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's the first one. And then the, and we um, will have to then devise a way of measuring the quality of the feedback and input and questions. And we um, think we're going to do that as we go. But looking at Piaget's different stages of cognitive development as a framework to use to put the contributions of students onto a continuum to see what we can do with that starting point yeah and we'll also we'll be viewing those videos as a team and discussing with each other what we see and the triggers that we might see that we want to record and then measure again after the students have been involved in this project for a period of time Mm, mm. and after they've been using these micro credentials whether they have a higher level of engagement as a result Mm. the second one is them voluntarily trying again in a new way i think this one it's easy to notice, um, I think, that whenever any student gives something else a go or has another shot at writing that that um, paragraph or, or um, reworking that particular essay that you gave them feedback on, we notice. We certainly notice. At the moment, it's easy to notice because it, it hardly happen. ever happens. <laughs> like, it's pretty unusual for a student who's not been directed to to voluntarily go away and continue to develop a piece of work that they've already had uh, a summative response to. Yes, so, I think that's the key. And it was exactly that moment when I realised I was already late for 10 jumps to treble cone with the triathlon club. So we cut our conversation short. We were going to get back to it and relays now not well enough to continue. So I think what we'll do is truncate the whole thing and pick it up next week. Next week is the last week of our school term. And so it'll be our last podcast for the term as well. We'll have a two week break after that. And we'll be back with a whole new series to start 
up next term. We had a meeting last week, Renee and I, where we did a bulk of work on this project and got made some really exciting progress, particularly on our own badges. So we can be confident that in three weeks' time, when we're back on, you'll see a whole lot of new material from us and they look amazing. Next week's podcast will wrap up the whole term and we'll look back at everything that's happened, where we think we are and where we're going next. We also haven't forgotten our promise to you and we're going to speak about how we teach Shakespeare to some of our senior classes. We think our approach is pretty interesting and that you'll find it interesting too. Have a great week. This was an episode of See Me After Class with Renee and Chris. My Twitter handle is at edutronic underscore net. And mine is at Renee Plunkett too. See you next week.